For those who are keeping count, and why the hell would you be keeping count, but somehow for some reason I am, welcome to the 25th episode of the Micah Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Go to your favorite podcast distributor and collect the whole set. Yeah. <laughs> the box set, just in time for the holidays. Mm-hmm. The first 25 episodes of this Too Good for Radio podcast. I'm Mike Winmacher. Hey, Johnny Molson here. And uh, we will start where we usually end some of these podcasts with a wonderful story from the Am I the A-hole Reddit forum? Oh, okay, great. All right, we start here. It begins, I just got married to the love of my life. I've usually gotten on pretty well with my new in-laws. Usually my mother-in-law doesn't wear perfume, or at least not any that I've been able to notice. My wife had her mother be her matron of honor, so she was standing with us up front. It was a small area, and with her right next to my wife, I was able to smell her perfume. Shortly after the ceremony started, I started to get watery eyes and sniffles. (laughs) Our ceremony was supposed to only last 20 minutes max, so I thought I'd just push through it. But it got worse. It started getting worse after the ceremony when new mother-in-law hugged me. Itchy eyes, itchy throat, and headache got added to the mix. Wow. My wife asked if I was all right, and I told her I I think her mother's perfume was getting to me. We had uh, someone go get some allergy medication. I took one, but it didn't do a whole lot, and I started to feel out of it. Get to the reception, and we started to do our photos. I couldn't do group photos with my mother-in-law in them. I told my wife we needed to figure something out because my symptoms weren't letting up, and I didn't want to be out of it from taking more meds for our reception or to have to leave my own reception. My wife asked her mom to keep some distance between us to try and make it easier for me, It didn't really. That perfume followed her like a damn cloud. Wow. Wow. Then my wife asked her mom to try and wash wherever she dabbed her perfume. Doesn't sound like she dabbed at all. Right. But the mother-in-law said she didn't dab it on. She spritzed herself, so it was on her dress, too. She dunked it. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, they said they were out of ideas and there wasn't anything we could do. He continues. I said there was one more thing and suggested that maybe mother-in-law leave to change her dress and then come back or even, get this, go to a nearby thrift store or something, get any type of clothes, (laughs) I'll pay for it. I asked my mother-in-law to either please do that or leave, and we visit later with cake because it was getting to the point where I would have to leave instead. So he's he's like lost it at this point because this damn perfume, and now he's saying, Go. Go to the thrift store. Go whatever. Do whatever. We'll bring cake later. Yeah, he's moments away from going into anaphylactic shock. Right. My wife and mother-in-law objected to this because my (laughs) wife wanted her mom there the whole time. Understandable. Right. He goes, I understand the day was big for my wife and she wanted her mother there and I wanted her there too, but I wasn't able to enjoy my own wedding. I wound up sitting outside (laughs) with some of my family and groomsmen. I started to feel better. And when I did, my wife came out and asked if I was going back inside then. I told her, no. No. Exactly. As long as your mom's here with the damn perfume, I'm not coming back in. The night ended with my wife spending our wedding night at her parents' house. No kidding. Am I the asshole for asking my mother-in-law to leave? Surely there was some kind of detente that could have been figured out. That escalated quickly, did it not? I mean, I understand his perspective, right? Yeah. You want to enjoy the wedding. If it's getting to the point where you have migraine, you're mm-hmm. sniffling, and you you look sick, yes, it's the wife's wedding night, but it's also your wedding reception as well. And I think sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle. 
But yeah, you're right. There had to, have, there could have been some accord made. Correct. And couldn't mom have just said, "Hey, you know what? I'll go sit over there, and and maybe that'll." Well, he said the distance didn't really help because it permeated it just, it just, wherever it she just went. Hung. It just hung around. No that, kidding. Because we've all had that, right? Yeah. We've all been in a situation where you're just like, "Whoa, someone put it on a little thick today." But to the point where she went home and stayed wedding night with her parents over mm-hmm. this. That's not a good start to the yeah, to the wedding because he wouldn't come back in. I mean, that's uh, yeah. There's I can I can see a lot of hurt feelings, but it, yeah. This, I mean, the, I think the I think the solution was for mom to do something. Yeah, whether I mean, you would think light your clothes on fire. Well, go go home and make a quick change or something like that. Like he wasn't being, yeah. I think, too demanding. It's like, hey, just go. I mean, because we've seen it before. People change outfits. Mm. Like even the bride from time to time will change out of the big wedding dress into something more comfortable for the reception. So that's not unheard of. There's also a bigger issue here, too, of it sounds like mom doesn't use perfume regularly, so she doesn't know how to use perfume. I think you're right. I think you're on something. Colognes and people who just don't seem to understand a little goes a long way. As they say in the in the biz or in, in the advertisement, a little dab will do you. Yeah, you don't need to bathe in it. And couldn't they? If, you spray it in the air and you walk through it. That's how it goes. That's all you do. Couldn't <laughs> they? To your point, they could have come to an accord of alternating inside outside. Like when he comes in, mom goes out outside. Something. And then they flip flop. I would have gotten one of those foam fire extinguishers and just just, just, <laughs> just blasted her with it. Or someone go get Febreze and try to overpower mm-hmm. the perfume with the Febreze. I would have given like the waiter at the reception a hundred dollar tip. I said, I want you to trip oh. with a big tray of red wine uh, and just wipe her out. I didn't even think about that. Oops. I guess you gotta go home. That could have been the best way that mm-hmm. that would have been the way to solve it. This is where this is where like a, a good pie fight needs to break out and just, yeah. just wreck her and say, I I guess you gotta go home. I think you're right. That should have been something where someone like flinging the mashed potatoes or whatever, get something on that dress to get mm-hmm. it off her and get out. But the fact that it got to the point where the wedding night was not spent together over mom's perfume. I don't know if this guy's the a-hole in this particular situation. Does it seem to you that with perfumes and colognes, there are a couple that are nice and the rest of them are just gag filled? Yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, it may be twice in my life I've attempted to wear a cologne mm-hmm. where I'll just spritz it and walk through, but 90% of the time, they smell awful. And maybe that's person to person, but yeah, it's like every once in a while, there's a couple that are like, oh, okay, I kind of... And we all have those people that you know are like wherever you are because of their scent. Yeah. Where you just... Because it, 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 oh, it doesn't yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. It doesn't happen unless that person is around. Mm-hmm. And you go, ah, so-and-so's here. Yeah, they can't sneak up on you. No, they can't because they just... They bathe themselves in it. So if you take anything away from this particular story, don't bathe in cologne or perfume. And also, I don't... This is a difficult situation. I don't feel like this guy's an a-hole. I think he had a valid point. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. I, yeah. think, I think bride and groom win. And, yes, and, and, and mom, mom probably needs to figure something out. Yeah, yeah. Some new perfume as well. There is a new trend going around that you brought up to me that I thought was patently ridiculous, but yet here it is in GQ magazine? Quite. Uh, it's, it's becoming more and more popular of people who have decided, hey, I'm just not tall enough. What can I do? And you can have, and what you can do is have your legs lengthened. Uh, pardon me? Yeah. That's how you get taller. Which... 
seems like, aren't you going to end up looking like a giraffe, just with like really disproportionately <laughs> long legs? Correct. But how would one go about that? Because you only have so much real estate to work with, right? So, Within your legs. Here's the thing. So this guy uh, was about 5'8". Which okay. is pretty average. Yeah. Five eight, five nine, I think, is about average. That's right where I am. Um, and but he wanted to be taller, um, and so and he wanted to be three inches taller. I don't think there's enough three inches. There's, there's not enough taller. real estate scientifically for you to be able to do that. So he went and took out a, a loan for seventy five thousand dollars. Holy. Okay. First um, of all, who's giving him that loan? Who? Who? Do, who how do you go um, in and be like SoFi? You know, you uh, see those ads uh, on TV for SoFi. You can go get a loan. So okay, he went and got a loan, um, and uh, he's going to spend uh, he, he, for the next five years or so. He's going to pay back the bank at twelve hundred bucks a, a month. Has no regrets. People just look at you differently when you're tall. I already got more looks the, at the at the gyms. He first heard about leg lengthening uh, on Facebook. You know where you should go for your medical. Good God, this whole story already, I'm going to go to Facebook and see about leg lengthening, and here's $75,000 to pull my leg. Kevin Deba Parshad <laughs> uh, runs Limplast X in Las whoa, Vegas. Whoa, 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 whoa. Limplast X? Yeah. Of course it's Las Vegas. Um, and I, this, as as is the case with a lot of these things, it was a legitimate plastic surgery thing for people with you know true problems with their legs. Uh, but here's what happens: so the doctor goes in, breaks your leg. I was gonna say you have to break right. it and then stretch it out, right, to reset it, and then a metal nail goes into the bone. Okay, every three months they go in and lengthen the nail just slightly, ah. and then a little more. And then a little more. It can take months to slowly lengthen the bones. So the so the, the bones are broken and there's, right, there's yeah, this yeah. thing in, in the between middle it. that I guess magnetically they can they can extend and they just do it slightly. slightly. The bone heals and, and now it's, it's longer. Move it a, a okay. little and more. Burr, and the bone heals and it's a little longer. Um I, it's a, it, are you able to walk? That was my Wait, thought, too. Are you in a wheelchair for like a year and a half uh, while it, this process is going on? It can take months to slowly lengthen the bones and for the legs to heal. Because uh, I had pins in my hand yeah. when when I had my surgery. And it was like, don't if you break the pins, we have to go in and do more surgery. So I, and, and, so I was like holding my arm up all the time. Right. Like, don't touch, don't touch. I only can imagine nails in your legs. And you can lengthen your legs by three, four, five, or even six inches. Bull, bull. I call bull crap on that. Six inches? Six inches. How weird are you going to look, right. to your point? That's what I mean. You're that, built a certain way, and you are going to be giraffe. Like, if you put six inches more of leg on me, I already have a short torso. N- another six inches of leg. You're right. I look like a weird, gangly giraffe. Yeah. Um, and, and I would think you would have to... Relearn. To, I mean, your, your center of balance changes, right? You have to, re- so you have to relearn how to walk. New pants. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, I'm going to the big and tall shop. Uh, For what? To what end? To be taller. Because why? You playing in the NBA? He or just, you just he want just, to be he taller? Just, he just has a uh, a know, short guy syndrome. I guess so. But he was five nine. Right. It's not like he's five foot two. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
but yeah, but that's the same thing too. I mean, can you imagine, you know, it's one thing when it's a little kid and I don't know, they go through puberty in a growth spurt and you see him the next time they're like, wow, look how much you've grown. Yeah. Uh, but for a grown, you know, man in his forties, um, you know, goes away for the summer and comes back and he's six inches taller. That would <laughs> be start weird. asking questions, It'd right? It'd be weird. Yeah, you're right. If you come, if, if I were to go do this and we don't see each other and I walk in and you go, What? Mm-hmm. What, what, you hit another growth spurt? No, $75,000. Thanks, SoFi and uh, Plastic X or whatever out in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, That's just bizarre. Limplastx.com, if you are looking for that. We'll see if we can get them to be a sponsor on the show. Yeah. Uh, well, if you want to get taller, listen to this podcast and go to Limplastx in Las Vegas. Uh, so you can, and, and you can, oh, I'm looking at his website now. So you can, there's four different procedures you can choose from. Uh, you can, uh, Choose precise stride femur lengthening for seventy-five thousand, precise stride tibia lengthening for eighty-four thousand, um, precise two point two femur lengthening or provi- uh, pre- precise two point two tibia lengthening. Um, does not include pain medications, uh, home care, out of state uh, physical therapy, accommodation, travel expenses, et cetera, et cetera. That's another thing oh, and too. It, does, it doesn't. It doesn't include a nail implant removal. Uh, that's another. Uh, oh, good lord! That's another twenty thousand dollars to t- take the stupid Super thing out, out of, of your it. leg. Oh God! God and, Almighty! And the physical therapy as well. Can you imagine going in and be like, "What are you in here for?" I lengthen my legs. Can you teach me how to walk again? Oh, this bastard! Uh, on that same page, financing available. You can you can get a, a loan from SoFi or or Lightstream SunTrust Bank. <laughs> Sound, he's covering. Sounds, he's covering all of the yeah, like, all the different avenues, isn't he? Get a loan. Come on in. I'll, well, I'll break your I'll leg. Put you on the rack. It seems like something run by the mafia. Oh I'll break gosh. your legs. I'll put a nail in there. But I love the fact that I'm not taking the nail out unless you want to pay me an extra twenty grand. Yeah. Good lord. What a jerk. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that people don't may, do that. Yeah, people want, may want lengthening. Here's a bizarre study that was done recently. In a study, 106 most female, uh, mostly female college students. Viewed 24 pictures of penises that varied in girth, length, and amount of pubic hair. Did they know that was going to happen yeah. before they got into the club? Okay. The pictures were collected from publicly available Reddit forums. <laughs> There's enough wang out there on the internet, which I'm sure there is. Uh, everybody, Guys, by the way, if you're listening, don't ever send that. Everybody no wants to show their stuff. They man. do, I guess. Now, here's the thing about this study. I'm going to take you through, after viewing the picture of the dang... The participants were then asked to respond to 11 questions Mm -hmm. about the particular penis that they are looking at. All right. I'm going to take you through these questions. Okay. And let me know at at what point do you go, these questions are, are, pardon the pun, ridiculous. Because for 100% of the women out there, a penis is just weird. It is. And it's weird. That, that should be the end of it. Yeah. Did, does this penis look weird? Yes or no? Okay, study over. I mean, there's a reason the classic artists always painted these lovely nude women. They're like round and curvy and just pretty and everything. And then you see a, a dong and you're like, that's weird. What the hell's going on there? <laughs> that's weird. Right. Yeah. We really do not, we, we do not look good naked. No, we don't. Uh, so here are the questions that after they, in this study, after they looked at the penis, mm-hmm. here's some of the que- here's the eleven questions. Okay. And like I said, once again, stop me when you think superfluous, unnecessary right. question. First question is, is this a prototypical slash stereotypical stereotypical penis? Right. All right. I like see one that. you'd see in a movie. Next question, is this an attractive penis? Huh. No. 
None of them are. No such thing. I, I, I don't think anybody in the history of ever was like, that's an attractive penis. That's <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nealon skit on Saturday Night Live. Hey, nice penis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's the second one. Third, do you believe this person is sexually active? Yeah. At the time the picture was taken, or just in general? <laughs> just in general. These are all <laughs> okay. general questions after seeing yeah. the particular penis picture. Because if it's just hanging there, you go, no, yeah, no, no the person's yeah. not sexually active. Uh, would this person be good in bed? Is another question that they were asked in okay. this particular penis study. Here's where I think it starts to go a, a bit awry. Is this person extroverted or enthusiastic? <laughs> Is it how, the, how it's... Shot? Is it the how it's framed that you would well, glean how someone? Assuming that they took a picture of their crank, I would assume they're probably extroverted. Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is this person dependable or self-disciplined? <laughs> no. Over their penis pictures? No, they're not. They're putting pictures. Once on. again, I think we're getting to questions that don't need to be asked yeah. in this particular situation. Is this person anxious or easily upset? <laughs> That's an angry looking dick you got there. <laughs> that is one that is one that you know what? That is that that's very kind of shriveled up. That yeah. is a very kind of ooh, yeah. I don't know about this penis. Could attack at any time. Is this person open to new experiences? I would think so if yes. they're if they're sending out dick pics to yeah, the internet. You're freaky, yeah. Is is this person sympathetic or warm in their feelings? How do you tell that from a penis? I would this person be an active member, uh, uh, active member of sex, or a passive member in sex? Are they are they initiating, or are they just sitting back and allowing someone else to do all the work? Hmm. And the eleventh question: How many sexual partners do you think this person has had? So does it by looking at his junk? Yeah. So do, what were the results? Does it say what the results of the study were? I mean, did they glean anything interesting from from these dumb questions? Yeah, they they say the researchers found that differences in the in the wangus were associated with different assumptions about personality. Okay. Uh, Penis is seen as more prototypical or stereotypical, or viewed as more attractive. Okay. Uh, prototypicality was also strongly associated with being good in bed, conscientious, being sexually active, agreeableness, and openness to experience. So if you look like a regular penis, everyone thinks you're doing okay. In terms of girth, men with more narrow penises were perceived to be more neurotic. (laughs) Those with wider, on the other hand, were perceived to be more sexually active, Mm -hmm. better in bed, more extroverted, more open to new experiences more of a pleaser, and to have had more sexual partners. Yeah. So, uh, and then they went out with shorter ones were associated with more neuroticism. Um, they also even talked about pubic hair. They, they said that men with longer pubic hair perceived as less, less extroverted, conscientious, agreeable, and open to new experiences hmm. compared to the trimmed and no public, or no pubic hair, I should say, um, those with trimmed, in contrast, perceived as more attractive, sexually active, better in bed, and more of a pleaser compared to both the long and completely shaved counterparts. There's a lot going on in that There's study a lot. of Dick. Probably could have it assumed been, a lot of that stuff to be true. Yeah, and by the way, it should have been just the the one question of does this look weird? Yes yeah. or no? You don't need eleven. You don't need yeah, eleven question survey of dick pics, folks. But people like to show their stuff, like sometimes, you said. Uh, sometimes you get one and you don't, don't want it. I think a lot of times you get one and you don't want it. That uh, This is in West Palm Beach, Florida, where a guy has been taken into custody, walking up to somebody's ring doorbell camera. Oh. Uh, victim told police he received a noti- notification from his doorbell. Um, and so he went to his phone. He then saw Marco Lopez Suarez. <laughs> 
half nude in front of his camera, uh, walking up the stairs with his pants down and his something in parentheses out. I like the way they uh, <laughs> guess what it is. Yeah, the, the, this uh, this news outlet uh, just put body part in parentheses. <laughs> he had his toe out and he wiggled it into right. my camera with his body part out. He looked at the camera and then started touching himself. Oh, Mr. Lopez Suarez then proceeded to go into his house after a short time, exit his house without any pants on and started, quote, flopping it around. It goes back to your yeah. premise. By 2030, we're all going to be in some type of porn, whether a background character or in it ourselves. <laughs> uh, Mr. Suarez then sat down on the steps and continued, I guess, continued to be flopping. <laughs> flopping it around. Uh, at that time, the victim stopped watching the video. So he, he sat, he's, he, I, I don't know. Wait, if he, he got to that far yeah. of the point? I, I think it's probably more out of shock. You don't know exactly what to do. True. You know, you pick up your phone, ding dong, someone's at the door. Well, ding dong yeah, indeed. And there's a ding dong at the door. Ding dong, no ditch. Watch me <laughs> just stand here and flop it around. <laughs> he took ding dong literally. Yeah. Uh, he was dropped off at his house after partying at his friend's house all night. Mr. Lopez did admit to being drunk when he arrived home. Uh, once at his home, he had his pants down because he was about to pee, but then decided <laughs> to go outside uh, to go inside his restaurant. So Mr. Lopez denied the allegations uh, <sighs> that he was in a sex act. Uh, and said he only had his pants down to pee. Um, Why do you have your full pants down then? Because he's half nude. Yeah, because you're drunk. I guess you're right. But so, so what he's saying is, yep, I was completely lit. I needed to. I needed to go. Uh, I undid my pants, and I just happened to be outside, swinging it around in front of a in front of camera. a ding dong doorbell. Yeah, a rank camera. Uh, so I don't know who to believe there, but I my my guess is uh, even drunk though the victim's account is probably more accurate. Even drunk though, at my drunkest point, I still was able to maneuver a zipper. Sure. I didn't go, well, I'm going to go full like kid learning how to pee in a urinal. Right. Here's my butt cheeks for everybody. Right. It's and like, you, come you, on, you now, man. You, yeah, even when you're drunk, you don't fumble around with it trying to figure out how to how to operate it. <laughs> and you don't like it's walk a, like outside a, half nude. Yeah, like it's a garden hose that's already on. Where's <laughs> uh, what's going on, Darbell? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, no. And then you don't sit down and kind of just... Fling yeah, it around a little bit, like boing, boing. I don't know when you're when, when you're drunk though. A lot of things make sense that don't. It's like that's oh, true. You, know, you just see something in front of you, you start smacking <laughs> it around. You're like, oh, what's this? Uh, this hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while. Want to come out and play? Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Twenty <sighs> fifth episode of the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. If you think that was as low as we could go, well, you haven't heard anything yet. As uh, we move from the dangus to uh, the other end. Where a, uh, a a hospital in Ireland, this happened in Dublin, all right? This 66-year-old woman comes in, all right? And this uh, was uh, published in the Irish Medical Journal. She comes to St. Vincent's University Hospital where an X-ray revealed foreign objects in her body. But miraculously, none of them were obstructing her gastrointestinal tract, mm-hmm. okay? Doctors initially decided to wait in hopes that she would pass batteries. That's what she has swallowed a bunch of AA and AAA batteries. Okay. And they go, all right, well, let's just wait for them to pass, okay? <laughs> no. So, yeah, because they, they didn't know the extent of the amount of batteries. Oh, okay. They just know there was some in there, but there's no blockage, thank God. Okay. Let's, let's, let's like a dog, wait for it to pass yeah, and hope it all comes do, out yeah. okay. She released five AA batteries in the first week. 
And they're like, okay, let's 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 all let's let's hope that's all there is. Man. But uh, she then began to experience abdominal pain, even more so than she was before. Mm-hmm. She comes back to the hospital, and after realizing that her distended stomach was hanging above the pubic bone due to the weight of the batteries, surgeons had to cut into her abdomen. So her stomach was so distended, it was hanging down, and so they're like, well, we got problems there. Double-A batteries don't weigh anything. How many did she have in here? I'm sure we're going to find out. Well, five have already passed, remember? Right, right. Okay. So now they cut into her abdomen and then successfully remove 46 more. No kidding. So that's 51 AA and AAA batteries a 66-year-old woman had ingested. Okay. All right? Yeah. So we're at 51. Okay. Now, here's the problem. Oh, now we're getting to the problem. Okay, good. Unfortunately, they say, for all involved, four additional batteries remain trapped in the colon. Wow. So, as described in the report, doctors, quote, Milked them into her rectum to remove them from her anus. Can you imagine the, all the doctors there, right? Man. This lady comes in, she poops out five, they go in, 46 more, and they're like, uh, sorry, we got a problem. There's uh, there's still four more stuck in the colon. Who's going to milk her, milk these batteries into her rectum to Dude. take them out of the anus? <laughs> you know, after- Who drew the short straw? Dr. Bruce? Dr. Yeah. Bruce. Sorry, buddy. It's your turn to milk someone's rectum. And what is it? You go to four years of college, then another eight years of medical school, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you're milking a 66-year-old's rectum. Yeah. Don't you go, you know what? I I think I'm just going to go be an accountant. I'm not going to do this job anymore. So a total- I'm sorry. Your mother's dead. (laughs) That You just walk away, right? Yeah. You go, we can't do anything. And and, and how does that bypass everything else, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get that around the rest of the stuff that may come out? When through well, the, through that hole as well, see, but that, that that kind of stuff they're trained for. They that, look things happen in surgeries and things come out ends and, and stuff like true. that. So that's that's not particularly distressing. But the fact that they've got to, the fact that there's there is no chapter in the New England Journal of Medicine that says, hey, if this happens, do that. Yeah, they had to on the fly go. This is our only option. We just got to try to. But it's not. No, they could have probably done. I I guess they didn't want to perforate the bowels by by going and taking something and going through there. Too bad. You eat fifty-one batteries. Fifty-five total. Yeah, you are gonna. You're gonna get sliced like a like a salmon. Right down the middle, <laughs> and they are going to just dump them out. Well, here's here's our choices. Okay. We can we can fillet her we can fillet her colon, yeah. uh, the gastrointestinal tract, like a salmon, as Johnny right. so eloquently put it. Or or hear me out, <laughs> hear me out on this. Or or no now or we or we milk the colon no. uh, and get it into a rectum, and they. Pop out, but they pop out of the anus. Whichever one of those is least oppressive on the on the medical staff is the one you do. And I'm saying you just cut her wide open. By the way, they go on to say, to the best of our knowledge, this case represents the highest reported number of batteries ingested at a single point in time. So, do we know why she ate so many batteries? They they think she was going through some things and mentally I'm sure unfit. I'm she was. Yes, <laughs> mentally Clearly, unfit. So something was wrong. So they they say that basically they it goes to show that. While the incident certainly inspired curious bafflement, mm-hmm. report reminded readers that the ingestion of batteries is a serious, albeit unusual, method of self-harm. <laughs> and also, unusual method of having the poor doctors having to deal 
with something, including milking no. things out of the rectum. You just, you know, remember, remember like in Jaws when they just cut the shark open and a license plate fell out? Yes. Same kind of thing. You, ju- you just, <laughs> just slice her right open. down the middle. You hang her by her feet and you shake until <laughs> all the batteries come out. And then and then you kind of sew her up and say, you need to go figure this out. Yeah. Right, we're not. That's the last time we're doing that. <laughs> you only get one. Yeah. We'll not be milking a rectum again, ma'am. No. You only get one of those. Then you're done. And uh, finally, since we're in that area, why not? Uh, let's go ahead and talk about a new survey about passing gas. Uh, this particular survey um, says that basically people have 338 close calls a year when it comes to passing gas. Close calls? Yeah, as far as like... Like an open flame? Yeah, no, like they're trying to hold it in. Oh, I see. Is what they're saying. Um, They go on to say, more specifically, the average survey respondent keeps themselves from passing gas six and a half times a week. That they're saying that 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 happens. Okay. Uh, Most of these incidents occur in a restaurant or while traveling. Man, I feel like I do that six and a half times half a day. Every day? Yeah. Half a day? I'm trying to find the rest of the survey here. It seems to have, oh. b- because um, they also talk about the average amount of dates. Oh, uh, the poll also shows that over a quarter think the worst place to accidentally pass gas is during a work meeting or professional outing. Uh, most people have put a Zoom meeting on mute to pass gas. <laughs> Can you imagine that for a moment? You, are you, that, you kind of know, right, whether it's going to be a loud one or not? Yeah, you should you have can kind a, of gauge a sense that. as to what's building up down there. Yeah, and to know if you need to put it on. And really, huh. even the loudest of gas you've ever passed, has it been that earth-shakingly loud that you would have to mute a Zoom call? <laughs> I um, I guess I'm not that gassy. I guess I I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't ever find myself in a situation like, oh my god, I've got to do something about this. <laughs> uh, I I try to hold it in, like. It's rare. And you do the thing like Barney Rubble, you run over a hill, <laughs> and then you come back. And you're fine, and you're right. good to go. Yeah, traveling, like, it's a close quarters in an airplane, so, like, I will try to, to hold it in oh, in that yeah. particular situation, but it's not healthy, too. Here's the thing, though, about- See, I don't understand. Why is it not healthy? What's the, what, what, is it a ghost? To hold it in? Yeah. Because it goes right so back what? in. And next thing you know, some of them have to milk your rectum to get no, it out. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> but here's the thing about this study that I find interesting. Because they talk about it within a romantic setting, yeah. right? They say, while many may be embarrassed at passing gas, most people don't consider it to be a relationship deal breaker. In fact, if it happened on a first date, 24% would just give their date a look, 23% said they'd joke about it, and 19% would pretend nothing happened. Okay. They went on to ask, how many dates should there be before you're comfortable enough to pass gas in front of your romantic partner? And they said six dates. The average response was wow. six dates before comfortable enough to like a in front of somebody. That, that seems remarkably short to that me. That does seem. I think, I'm thinking like you got to have like two or three years. You got to sit down and have a conversation about it. I have to There's say, gotta be. let me ask you this then. I don't know if they asked this in the survey. I think the comfortability needs to be at least... Wait until after the first "I love you" is said. You can't pass the you can't pass the right. first gas well, before a first "I love you." Yeah, and so, that's when you let it blast. Exactly when you oh, know. Thank God. Exactly. 
I th- and it always has to be the guy that does it first, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think a female can wait and yeah, be the first I, to pass I, gas in front of people. I'm not even convinced women know how. You're right. I don't yeah. know if I've I ever, ever... I don't know if... Usually theirs are dainty, right? Mm-hmm. They're dainty and just kind of... Even the sound, even if they are... God forbid they, one, do it in front. Right. Or two, if it is any sound, it's always very... Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like, it sounds like a little flute. Exactly. In fact, music plays. It's <laughs> yes. like butterflies. It's like, yeah. Excuse cla- me. <laughs> meanwhile, me. meanwhile, we're like a timpani. Right. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, also, also uh, 44% said they've had an evening of love ruined by their own gas. 43% say it's been a partner's fault. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I so, guess I, yeah. I don't know, man. Hey, man, when it comes down to it, everybody farts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always going to be funny. It's always funny. It's yeah. just so, so don't need to mute the Zoom. Just let it go boom. <laughs> oh, I want that on a bumper sticker. Yeah. And you can get that if you go to what, what what's right. one of the like uh, uh, printing advertisement stuff or whatever, oh, sure, like yeah. coffee cups and stuff. Yeah, four imprint or something. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, just go to four imprint and you can get that number per sticker. Use the Mike and Molson's uh, code. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you'll get no percent off (laughs) of the sticker that says, don't mute the Zoom, just go boom. (laughs) Happy 25th episode. Happy 20th. I owe you a a roll of aluminum foil or something. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you for everyone that listening to the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Till next time, my friends. Salute. (laughs)